Shabbat Shalom. A man comes to the rabbi. He says, Rabbi, unfortunately, my wife is very sick with coronavirus. And I don't know what to give her to eat. So please tell me, Rabbi, what should I give her? The rabbi says, matzah. And the man says, ah, matzah makes perfect sense. After all, rabbi, it's the bread of affliction, right? To the afflicted, you give the bread of affliction. The rabbi goes, no, 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 it's just easy to slip under the door. What this tells you is that ancient ideas can be repurposed for modern things. And that's part of the whole Jewish tradition. But of course, in times like this, it is particularly apt and particularly important. So as I was cleaning for Pesach, I had a thought that probably occurred to many of you, which is that Chometz in the Pesach mindset is like a virus. You clean everything to eliminate any little bit of chametz you might find because any bit of chametz contaminates the whole thing. And until you've cleaned it all and wiped everything down and made sure it's all gone, your house isn't purified, sanitized, kosher for Pesach. And these sort of thoughts brought back to me the reality that when Judaism speaks to any contemporary situation, it always reaches back to history. And part of the reason that that's so is that a curiosity of having a limited lifespan is that there were things that previous generations will never see just as there are things that will happen in the world after we are gone that we will never see. And I thought anybody who lived up until a few months ago and passed away would never know that the entire world was quarantined because of a virus. It's an experience that they will never have had in their lifetime and they will never see. But that doesn't mean that they have nothing to say to us about it. And so I thought on this Pesach, because Passover is such a deep family holiday, and because we remember those of us who grew up celebrating Pesach with our families, we remember what it was like. And when we sit at the Pesach table, it is inevitable that we will recall the celebrations of our families. I thought I would give this sermon over to my late father. And he, Zichrono Libracha, may his memory be a blessing, he ought to be able to say something about the coronavirus. Even though he didn't live to see it, he never gave a sermon about it. And I can only guess what he would say, but I figured man deserves a voice. No reason that someone shouldn't give a sermon just because they're no longer alive. And especially because I know how much my father loved history with a passionate and a deep love. 
I remember my mother telling me that when they were married, first married, and he was in his last year or two of rabbinical school, they had a professor, Alexander Marx, who was a very well-known Jewish historian. And Marx used to give the following final in his history class. He would invite you over to his house and his wife would serve a cup of tea and he would say, so tell me about Jewish history. And you had to start at the beginning and tell as much as you could remember on and on and on. And, and the only thing Marx would ever say, would never say you're wrong. Just every now and then he would say, are you sure? And you never knew if he was saying, are you sure at a time that you were right or a time you were wrong. And I remember my mother telling me how proud my father was that he was the only one in his class, which included a man who went on to become a very well-known Jewish historian. He was the only one in his class that got an A. And she said that she wasn't surprised because after night after night of his pacing up and down the bedroom and reciting all the facts of Jewish history, she said she could have probably gotten an A by the time the exam came around. So what would he have said from his knowledge and love of history? I thought about it a lot. And I thought that the first thing that he would say, which would be familiar to all of us, is that Judaism is to some extent a history of the trials and difficulties that have beset the Jewish people. And therefore, no trial or difficulty that befalls either the Jews or humanity should ever be entirely a surprise. Don't forget from his own history, he grew up during the times of the depression and he lived through the second world war as did some of you. And that was a far more catastrophic time, both for the Jewish people and even for the world than the time we are in now. And so no catastrophe and no difficulty and no trial and no pain should ever be entirely a surprise. We know better. And the lesson that we have learned from this is that everything is outlivable. That it is possible, not inevitable, but it is possible to make your way through even the most difficult of trials. Because the other thing we learn from history is it's not inevitable. One of the clear mistakes that people make, and even Jews repeat this, and you should stop it, is to say, well, the Jewish people have survived because they were persecuted. What we forget, but the student of history knows, is that a lot of people were persecuted in history, but most of them don't exist anymore. Persecution, if it guaranteed survival, would have guaranteed the survival of all the various tribes mentioned in the Torah as well that were larger than the Jewish people and that were also in wars and that were also sometimes hated and also fought and also 
unlike the Jews, are gone. The question is what you do with what happens to you. And again and again, the Jewish people have managed by will and faith and action altogether to survive the various sorts of catastrophes that have befallen us. And in that, we have certain lessons to teach the world. And I think that my father would say that from the history of the Jewish people, there are some lessons that he has learned also in his own life and in his study of our people that really matter. One of them, which is crucial and is embodied in the messianic belief in opening the door for Eliyahu is that things will get better. That when, even in the camps, Jews wrote Ani Ma'amin, and they sang that song, Ani Ma'amin Be'emunashlema, I believe with a perfect faith, which goes back to the Rambam, to Maimonides, in the coming of the Messiah. And even though the Messiah delays, even so I believe. That certainty that where we are is not where we will always be, that is a core lesson of Jewish history. Yitziat Mitzrayim. That is exactly what we are supposed to learn from the Exodus. That you may be enslaved. You may be confined. You may be unhappy. You may be hurt. You may be sad. But that doesn't mean that you will stay there. That circumstances can be transcended, can be overcome. Perhaps not today, maybe not even tomorrow, but soon. And that that transcendence, this is another lesson we learned from our history. It requires attention and devotion and discipline. I know that my father used to talk very often about the family that came to the United States and how hard they worked and how much they did because they were determined that their future would be better than their past. Some of them worked at difficult and unpromising jobs, but they knew, they knew that there was the potential for better. I read recently in a, uh, a novel by Alephet Yoshua, he writes that when Israel was first starting, Ben-Gurion actually blocked television programs. Do you know why? Because he knew the people were working so hard, he wanted them to sleep. And he knew if there was TV, they would stay up and watch TV and they needed to sleep. Now that may be a little too paternalistic for you, 
But it reminds us also, the building of Eretz Israel, the immigrants who came to the United States, it was extraordinarily difficult and taxing. And all through our history, again and again and again, through our wanderings, through our expulsions, through all the plagues and pogroms of Jewish history. We were driven by an ineradicable faith that this would get better. Otherwise, we would have given up. We would have given up. And that is the other lesson that I heard my father speak about so many times from our history, which is that the future is unpredictable, but the present is actionable. I know that you cannot turn on the television or open the computer or read a newspaper or get a news source without someone telling you what will happen tomorrow and what it will be like when this is over and what it won't be like and when this will be over and when it won't be over. And I am here to tell you, nobody knows. Nobody. Someone will prove to be right because every possible guess has been made, but nobody knows. Because even when the situation is such that we are familiar with it, we can't predict tomorrow. After all, the day before this virus started to leak out all over the world, nobody said, you know what, I think there's going to be a virus pretty soon. They may have spoken in general terms that one day there could be that we should be prepared, but nobody knew this was going to happen because the world has too many contingencies and is unpredictable. But, but you do know what actions help. You do know what things will ensure that whenever this is over, however this is over, the world will be better than if you didn't do certain things. Echad mi yodea, we sang last night. One I know. Shnaim mi yodea. And you go down the chain of one, two, three, four. How many things do you know for sure? And there are certain things we know for sure. How often did I hear my father say that one of the key lessons of Jewish history was that despite the fact that Jews have always fought with each other, which they always have, I know this will surprise you, but we always have. There was never a time when all Jews got along. We also always took care of each other. And that's a lesson we can teach the world. I know that my parents were deeply involved in the Soviet Jewry movement. Why? Because somewhere across the world, People they never knew were in trouble and they were Jews. So they traveled to the Soviet Union and smuggled things in and smuggled things out because you got to help. And there are people in our community and in our world, in our synagogue and everywhere that need help. And if you want to come out of this well, 
You have to help them. That's not just a nice thing to do. It is a lesson of our history. And also, also, you have to keep what we have. I hope that during the Seder, you felt how deeply rooted, how soul nourishing, how beautiful and powerful these songs and stories are, even if you had to do the Seder by yourself. How it ties you by this iron chain of history to the past. And also by that same chain and cord to Jews all over the world who are similar, similarly celebrating. That too is a lesson. And that too comes from our mothers and fathers. And then, lastly, we are told in the Torah, guard your soul carefully. You must take care of yourself and your faith. During this time that you are alone, you have time to pray. You have time to think. You have time to explore who you are and how you should be. You have time to remember the stories of our people, to feel as though you too were liberated and one day, God willing soon, will be liberated in a different way, but also in the same way. Because the sense of restriction in all sorts of different ways, hits the soul the same, and so does the ease and joy of liberation. I thought a lot. What is it that my father would say? And I remembered, I remembered his words in the 67 war. Some of you who may remember this, I was a child at the time, but may remember that it literally was not known if Israel would survive. That people were terrified that it would all be over. But he believed in the prophecies of the Torah, that they would come true in our day, that God would not abandon the people of Israel and that the people of Israel would not give up. This is a very different situation, but there are people who are sick and people who are dying and people who are despairing and people who are in trouble. Yet when he said, I'm Yisrael Chai, the nation of Israel lives, that idea on this Pesach that we continue to live and continue to teach and continue to feel that our message to the world can vitalize and comfort 
can give people life and give people hope. That is still true. For thousands of years, all over the world, people have told our story. In our day, as we reach back into Jewish history, we realize that our history can also be our future, that our past is our promise, that one day, God willing, one day very soon, all of this will be over and the nation of Israel will be yet alive. Chag Sameach, may this be a peaceful, a safe, a healthy and a joyous Pesach.